What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast, the fitness podcast for you, by you. I'm your host, as always, Mark Torres. And in today's episode, episode 15, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has failed me. The Rock has turned to the dark side. Plus, I'm going to tell you how to make the perfect workout plan. Let's talk about it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It is Monday, June 15th. Welcome back to the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast. Uh, you may or may not know, or may or may not realize, rather, that this show is obviously not recorded uh, or filmed on Monday morning when the show actually releases to you guys, right? The show comes out Monday mornings at like 6 a.m., so obviously I'm not up at like 3 o'clock in the morning recording, editing, and getting it ready within three hours to get it out to you guys, right? This show is recorded in advance, right? Depending how far, depending on my, what my schedule looks like, will depend on how far back I will record the episode, right? It's usually several days, gives me time to edit, gives me time to upload, gives me time to do all that fun stuff. So as you're listening to this episode, I may or may not be back at work, right? Uh, phase three is supposed to start. Whether gyms are a part of that, I do not know. Uh, at the point of this recording, I'm still in the dark about it, right? So I may or may not be back to work. Not that that matters to you at all. You don't care about my work situation. But for some of you guys out there, that might mean that you guys are back at work as well. Uh, or if not, if you're an essential worker, you're laughing at me uh, because you've been working the whole time, right? But uh, regardless, it should be a very interesting experience. It should be a very interesting situation. I'm very curious to see what gyms look like in the COVID-19 world. So uh, be on the lookout for next week's episode to reveal, to see if the mystery gets revealed as to whether or not I return back to work or not. So we'll find out a week from today as you're listening to this. But anyways, it has been quite the interesting week. As I was talking about, I usually record this, uh, this podcast in advance, right? And I was actually going to record it yesterday, but something came up in my schedule. And by something coming up in my schedule, I mean I was probably outside shooting the basketball because I've been watching The Last Dance and I think I'm Michael Jordan, which I'm really not. I'm really terrible at basketball. But I was actually going to record yesterday, didn't get to do it. Luckily, I didn't because I woke up this morning and the first thing I do when I get up in the morning, which is terrible, is I grab my phone and I scroll through Instagram, right? Uh, and everybody tells you not to do that. It messes with your sleep patterns. It messes with your sleep health. But I do it anyways, right? Uh, wake up, open Instagram, start scrolling, right? And I'm scrolling this morning, I'm scrolling this morning, and my heart drops. And I see the saddest thing possible. Cue sad music now. So I'm scrolling through Instagram, uh, and I come across a Dwayne The Rock Johnson post. And if you know me at all, if you know me in any capacity, if you follow this page, if you follow my articles, you know that my two favorite people on the planet are Will Smith and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But Dwayne The Rock Johnson has officially gone to the dark side, right? So I'm scrolling through Instagram this morning. I come across this post. I stop, and I watch it. And I quickly realize what he's talking about uh, is, you know, it, it's, it's interesting, right? Uh, the gist of the post is the fact that he's talking about the country opening up. Uh, and he says, the one thing to remember is to take your supplements, right? Take your immunity boosters, take your vitamins, take your BCAs, right? And there's one more thing. I don't remember what it was. I should have looked at it before I started recording. But such is life, here I am now. Uh, and obviously he has well intentions with that post. He's talking about... The fact that we've all been inside, or you should have been inside for the past three months, uh, and obviously your immune system is probably a little weaker than it was come uh, come March, right? Uh, obviously, during normal life, you're out there, you're getting exposed to things, and your immune system is working to fight those things off, and it builds up an immunity, and, and it gets stronger um, as you're out there, right? But as we've been inside for three months, if you have been inside for three months, you should have been inside for three months, uh, you're not exposed to anything, right? So your body doesn't have to fight anything off. 
uh, and it becomes weaker over time, right? Uh, so he has the best intentions talking about taking your immunity boosters to boost your immunity as you go out to the world to get prepped for fighting these things again. Um, and I can't speak, I can't attest to immunity boosters itself. I don't know much about immunity boosters in terms of supplementation, right? Whether or not they actually work, whether or not they're worth your money, I don't know anything about that. But what I do know from my fitness background is that talking about supplements is opening a big can of worms. It's a very slippery slope. Because if there's one thing that I know is that supplements, it's in the name, it's supplementation, right? Supplementation to the things that you already should be doing, right? In terms of working out, in terms of uh, eating healthy and eating well. And in terms of immunity, I don't know about immunity boosters itself, but there's different ways you can boost your immunity through foods, eating a healthy diet, boost your immunity, right? Fruits and veggies, um, working out, getting good sleep. That's all things that boost your immunity, right? Uh, so I presume that if you're a person who doesn't take care of your body, doesn't, uh, doesn't have any good sleep patterns, eats like terribly, uh, and doesn't work out, I don't care how many immune boosters you're going to take, it probably doesn't work. And I'm totally speaking out of line here. I don't know that for sure, right? But that's kind of my take on it. And that's kind of my take on all supplements ever, right? Same thing with vitamins. Uh, he talks about vitamins in that post. He says, take your vitamins. Um, and, it, you know, you do a quick Google search, do multivitamins work? And a lot of people will tell you no, right? A lot of people tell you that general multivitamins, uh, they don't really necessarily make you any healthier, right? If you are deficient in any sort of vitamins, you should probably supplement with that vitamin specifically. And that's something that you should talk to your doctor about, right? Don't take it from the rock. I love the guy. I still love the guy. But he went to the dark side, right? And he talked about BCA, same thing, um, kind of a, a spinoff to protein. Same thing. If you're consuming enough protein, you don't need to take BCAs. So, uh, you know, the rock has officially gone to the dark side. He's talking about supplements. Uh, I don't know why he did that, right? I still love the rock though. I'm still his number one fan. Um, but that was definitely a weird post to see. I don't know if this means that a rock supplement, supplement line is coming down the line. Uh, I know Kevin Hart, his best friend in the world has a supplement line. Um, I don't, I've never seen anybody actually use it. So I don't know how well that's doing. Um, but the Rock, I don't know what's going on. This might be foreshadowing to a supplement line of his own, right? And if that's the case, he's going to sell two pounds of protein, the Brahma Bull protein. He's going to sell it for $60. I'll probably buy it, right? Just because it's The Rock, right? I probably won't. I probably won't. But so The Rock better chill his ass out before he ends up on a future episode of Myth Busting. Um, but in reality, The Rock can do no wrong in my book unless he says something very problematic in the future, which I pray he does not. But that being said, The Rock obviously has one of the biggest followings on Instagram and probably across the internet, across all his platforms. So undoubtedly, there's going to be millions and millions, literally, of people that are probably out there looking for supplements right now just because The Rock said so. Uh, and just because The Rock is uh, has a bunch of followers, just because The Rock is jacked, does not make him a fitness professional, right? He's an actor and a wrestler by trade, not a personal trainer or an exercise scientist. So just because he looks the part doesn't mean he really knows what's going on in the fitness world, right? So uh, like I said, he probably had the best intentions in the world. He wanted people to be healthy once they're going back into the world uh, as we once knew it. Um, but I think he maybe missed the mark a little bit. So it is a little bit shitty that he's using this big platform in order to promote supplements that probably a lot of people don't need. Uh, you know, immunity boosters may or may not be the exemption because I don't really know that much about them. Um, but for most people, if your diet is majority healthy, if you're working out and you sleep really well, you probably don't need those supplements. 
And if you're not doing those three things, those supplements aren't going to do anything for you anyways, right? Supplements are really for people that have those three things rocking and rolling and they want to go to the next level, to the elite level, right? They can use supplements to give them that little extra boost. But for most people, they're probably unnecessary, right? So there's going to be a lot of people out there spending money because The Rock told them to buy supplements, right? So um, a little bit weird, but, you know, I still love you, Rock. But maybe this was like a covert uh, advertising campaign between him and Kevin Hart, right? Because I literally haven't seen anybody use Kevin Hart supplements. So maybe Kevin Hart's like, yo, Dwayne, like drum up the market for supplements a little bit and I'll slide in there, right? Um, but anyways, you know, um, just because somebody has a big following, just because somebody looks a certain way, does not necessarily mean they know what they're talking about. So always be aware when you're online uh, and you see somebody make a suggestion, try to do a little bit of research uh, and see what you can find and go a little bit deeper than maybe the first page of Google, right? Because the first page of Google um, maybe sometimes gives you some misinformation as well. Uh, but anyways, I still love you, Rock, but you know, pump your brakes a little bit. Uh, the other thing that happened this week, which is pretty crazy, is I don't think it was last episode, but the episode prior, I answered a question about CrossFit, right? And I gave CrossFit all this great praise. And CrossFit usually, almost universally, gets shit on in the fitness world, right? Unless you're a CrossFitter yourself. Um, but somebody asked me about CrossFit, you know, are they going to get hurt doing CrossFit? Uh, and I gave CrossFit so much praise, right? I said, you know, maybe if you're not a beginner, maybe don't do it. Uh, but if you have a good sense of your body awareness, if you have a good sense of movement, you might be all right doing CrossFit, right? I said, you know, when I was the fittest in my life, I was doing CrossFit inspired workouts. I've never done legit CrossFit. I've never been to a CrossFit gym, but I was doing CrossFit inspired workouts. I talked really highly of the documentaries that were on Netflix and I don't, uh, take anything back. They're still great documentaries, right? Um, but I was saying all these great, great things about CrossFit, right? And then the CrossFit CEO, Gregory Glassman, sticks his foot so far down his throat this past week. I don't even understand. So uh, if you're unaware, Gregory Glassman is the CEO of CrossFit, right? Uh, and he said something that was insensitive to the fact that we're facing these crazy racial injustices in this country, right? And I'm sure around the world, I don't know, I can't attest to other countries around the world. I'm sure this is not an isolated event to the United States of America, but we're going through something obviously as a country right now. And Gregory, Gregory Glassman says something he shouldn't, right? And I, and the one thing that I don't understand about these people when they say these things and when they do things in public, they're posting these things to Twitter where everybody can see, everybody and anybody can see these things. What goes on in their brain, right? If Gregory Glassman just outed himself as a racist and a bigot, good for him, right? He's out in the open. Now people see his true colors, right? Or maybe he thought this was something that was uh, kind of a joke and, it, you know, he thought it was going to be taken in another way. Uh, I don't know. I can't put myself in his mind to think about what he was thinking, but I don't know what he thought the repercussions to this were going to be. Did everybody think they were going to, did he think that people were going to laugh with him? Was it a joke? I don't know, right? Um... You know, I don't know if this was just a sense of like he got lost in the moment and he wasn't able to judge the moment and he kind of got too comfortable and he said something uh, that kind of got away from him. I don't know, right? I've been in that situation before where I'd said some dumb shit when I shouldn't have, right? You know, when I was an intern, um, one of the things that I did a lot of the time was I was uh, helping out with the youth strength and conditioning program at the place that I did my internship. And I was with these kids for pretty much the majority, the majority of my internship, however many weeks that was. Uh, so I got to be pretty close with a lot of these kids. And at first, I was just shadowing. Uh, and then maybe somewhere halfway down the line, the personal trainer who was in charge of this class, 
he said, hey, dude, I got to take a shit. So can you do their warm up? So you give me some time for me to take this dump? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, eventually I got to be a little bit more hands on with these kids. I did their warm ups. It got to the point where I started doing some drills with them. I never did a full class, uh, but I was there a lot of the times with them. So I got to be really close with these kids. And at some point during my internship, uh, the head of the fitness department, who was the person that I directly kind of reported to, was in the personal trainer's office and he's talking to the trainer that runs the class and he's talking about this one specific kid, right? Uh, and keep in mind, all these kids are great, but they're still kids, right? So they're going to be a little bit defiant sometimes. There were young kids, um, be a little defiant sometimes. There's one kid in particular who's a ball buster, right? He's a great kid, but he's the kind of kid where he's gonna do what you say, but not until he gives you the absolute hardest time about it, right? So uh, he's in the office asking about this kid in particular because I guess his parents called or something and was asking if he was acting up in class. And I got to the point where I felt so comfortable at the gym. I had gotten to know everybody so well. I had gotten to know some of the members so well. The kids were all great. Uh, you know, I would know them by name. They would come up to me outside of class. It was great, right? I was feeling, feeling super comfortable. And uh, he was just asking about this one kid. And I was nowhere near this conversation. I shouldn't have inserted myself at all. And I just so happened to say, oh, he's just a pain in the ass. And I didn't mean it maliciously, of course. Uh, and you know, the fitness director of this place that I reported to was a holier than thou guy with a big, deep voice. And he said, he looked at me straight in the face with all seriousness, seriousness. And he said, Hey Mark, we do not treat our customers like that. That is inappropriate. And my heart dropped. And I realized in that moment that I just misjudged the situation, right? I was saying it kind of sarcastically. I'm as sarcastic as they come. If you've ever met me in person, I'm sarcastic almost to a fault sometimes. So I was saying it in a sarcastic way because it was a great kid. He was just, you know, he was a pain in the nuts. But, um, you know, I said it in that moment. I was feeling really comfortable and I regretted it immediately. And then once that conversation was over, the trainer who was part of the class pulled me aside, cracking up. He said, dude, you got to read the room. You can say that in front of me because I get it. You can't say that in front of him. You got to know your audience. Uh, so I had a moment, a lapse in judgment where I felt really comfortable and I said something that was super dumb and I had to eventually go and apologize to the fitness director and I think our relationship never really recovered from there but such is life right everything happens for a reason so not to kind of uh, um, forgive what Gregory Glassman said because what he said was dumb but I don't I'm trying to put my mind into a spot where like why do these people think that they can say the things that they do I just it blows my mind I don't get it right uh, especially in a platform like this I'm assuming he's got a very big audience um, and obviously, uh, you guys may or may not know this, but the term CrossFit is synonymous with the training style, but the term CrossFit is trademarked or copyrighted or whatever. So anytime a gym uses the word CrossFit in the name of the gym, it's because they are licensing the name, uh, the use of the name from CrossFit. They're paying a percentage or they're paying uh, an upfront cost to use the name in the name of their gym and the marketing material, whatever the case may be, right? So if there's a gym near you that is something, something CrossFit, um, if CrossFit's in the name, they're paying the CrossFit company to use that name. Um, so that's why there's some CrossFit gyms that use, you know, uh, uh, similar terms, right? Functional training, or some people will just, you know, be named something box, right? Those are terms that are synonymous with CrossFit. That doesn't mean uh, they're not a CrossFit gym, but they're just not paying the licensing fee in order to use CrossFit, right? So if I read the article correctly, it seems like CrossFit has already lost over a thousand affiliate gyms. Uh, and it's a few thousand dollars in order to use that name. So they're losing a ton of money. 
a lot of CrossFit athletes have already spoken out against it. Um, Rich Froning, Grandpapa Froning, one of the OGs of CrossFit, right? If you watch the Redeemed and Dominant uh, articles, uh, or not articles, if you watch the Redeemed and Dominant documentaries, he's one of the OGs. He's, he was the Michael Jordan of CrossFit. Uh, now there's Matt Frazier, and you know he seems to be like he's going to be the GOAT of CrossFit. Uh, but before Matt Frazier was Rich Froning, right? And he's already spoken out against Gregory Glassman. Uh, and, you know, I'm not a big CrossFitter. I've never been to CrossFit gym. I'm not super in tune with the CrossFit world. The only thing I know about CrossFit are the documentaries and the people that I follow on Instagram. But it seems like it's not looking good for CrossFit as a whole, right? What this has to do with the company, I'm not sure if the company is going to bounce back. The name CrossFit, will that be tainted forever? It looks like Gregory Glassman has stepped down as CEO. He's retiring. Um, but even just now looking it up, it seems like this dude was a little bit of a whack job. He was talking about conspiracy theories, uh, you know, in terms of everything that's going on in today's world, in today's climate, right? So he has stepped down. There's a new CEO in place. Whether or not the company of CrossFit is going to bounce back from this, I don't know, right? Uh, I think the sport of CrossFit has enough legs to keep going, but will it be under the CrossFit name or will it start to evolve into something new, into something different? Remains to be seen, right? Uh, but that's about it. Um, a little bit of a side tangent, right? But there's uh, there's no such thing as fitness news. There's no fitness news network, FNN, right? Uh, so this is pretty much as big of fitness news as it gets. Um, you know, so it was worth mentioning in this podcast. Um, you know, fitness news is usually like, hey, this influencer hit X million followers. Who cares, right? Um, you know, so fitness news, uh, uh, pretty big. Gregory Glassman, um, <laughs> you fucked up, pal. Uh, but today's episode is really about, and I'm pretty deep into the episode already, but uh, today's episode is really about making the perfect workout plan. And the word perfect is going to mean something different to everybody, right? Uh, and this is going to be not really a cookie cutter program that you can follow. It's going to be the same for everybody. It's going to be a set of guidelines, right? A set of guidelines that you can uh, apply to your own life to hopefully make a really good program for you, right? And recently I was re-listening to episode 11 of this podcast, which was my interview with Armand Cheesy Fit. And I was listening to it. I was like, man, this is a dope episode, right? This is great. But I realized at some point, I was like, man, if somebody was a complete true blue beginner to fitness and they were looking for fitness information and they wanted to do so in the form of a podcast and they go to Apple Podcasts or they go to Spotify and they search the term fitness and they somehow went to the very depths of Apple Podcasts or Spotify and they made it to the very last page where this podcast inevitably is and they listened to that particular episode, they would be completely lost, right? We talked about a lot of advanced techniques uh, and advanced uh, kind of ideologies as it pertains to fitness, right? And I realized I don't have a beginner's like portion to this, right? Uh, we hop kind of right into the middle. Um, so this is going to be the fitness for dummies. And I don't know if the for dummies thing kind of dates me a little bit, but, uh, or I might've just walked into a cease and desist letter. I don't know if the for dummies company is still around, uh, but this is going to be the beginner's uh, episode for making a really good workout program for yourself, right? And there's four different factors that you've got to think about when you're coming up with a program. Uh, if you wanted to try to do so on your own, or if you want to do this in conjunction with a personal trainer, or if you want to just let the personal trainer uh, take a hold of it all. There's four different kind of criteria that you've got to think about when you're coming up with a workout program. And criteria number one is frequency, right? And frequency is just how many days a week you want to go to the gym. And I talked about in the last episode, there's a big difference between what's optimal and what's best for you, right? So in terms of optimal, optimal frequency is probably anywhere from four to five to maybe six days if you're really advanced. Maybe four to five days is like a sweet spot, right? But 
there's a big difference between what's optimal and what's best for you, right? If you're a person who has a very hectic schedule, you're a very busy person, and you can really only commit to one day in the gym, does that mean that you should just not waste your time and not go to the gym at all? No, of course not, right? Um, you know, so yeah, four to five days is optimal, but if you can only really commit to one day, that is perfectly fine for you, and you'll find a way to make that work, or you can work with a personal trainer to find a way to make that work. So frequency is going to be the one thing that really should be dictated by you and your schedule, right? And this is a point in time where you've got to really ask yourself and really be honest with yourself, what can I really, really commit to, right? Uh, think about your schedule, think about your habits, think about your tendencies, right? Think about your motivation levels. I hate the word motivation, but uh, it kind of tracks here a little bit. Think about all those things and be really honest with yourself how many days a week you can commit to the gym, right? And people will come to me all the time looking for a workout program and I'll ask them, how many days a week do you want to go to the gym? A lot of them will start with four to five to six days, right? And I'm like, are you really going to come to the gym four to five to six days, right? Is that feasible for you? Is that something you can do in the long run? And most of the time I say, eh, probably not. Let's knock it down a little bit, right? Uh, and what that's going to do from there is it's going to allow you to make a good workout program based on the frequency that you're able to work out, right? The type of workout program that you do is going to be based on your frequency. So setting a frequency that you can be, that you can achieve consistently is super important because then it throws, uh, it doesn't throw everything else out of whack, right? If you try to overdo it, um, then you're going to throw your workout program out of whack. And what I mean by this is, let's say you can only commit anywhere from one to two to three days in the gym, right? Uh, really, on any given week, you should be uh, hitting each body part at least twice, right? That's pretty good. That's a pretty good rule of thumb. So if you're in the gym only one day a week, obviously you're gonna do a full body day. You're gonna try to get as much as you can do as possible in that one day. Uh, and you're gonna rock and roll with that, right? But if you're doing two days, same thing. You wanna try to hit muscle groups twice in a week, so you're gonna do two full body days, right? Because if you try to split in upper lower, if you do upper your first day, lower your second day, your upper and your lower half are gonna be neglected for that second day. Same thing with three days. Uh, you can almost try to split it. You can do maybe an upper, lower, and then a full body day, but that's all dictated on whether or not you're in the gym two versus three days, right? So uh, being a little more conservative is probably better, right? Uh, you can always go to the gym more, but count that as extracurricular so it doesn't mess up the flow of your entire workout program, right? If you're in the gym four days a week, that blends itself really well to upper, lower, upper, lower, right? You're hitting your upper body twice a week. You're hitting your lower body twice a week. That flows really well, right? If you're in the gym five days a week, you can do push-pull legs, push-pull, and then a little bit of legs uh, on top of one of those other days, right? And if you're in there, you know, six, seven days a week, which you probably aren't if you're a beginner, um, then you can be a little bit more loosey-goosey and a little more uh, um, maybe bro-splitty. Uh, with your workouts, right? That's where people will do chest and tries, back and buys, legs, things of that nature, different kind of splits. Um, but frequency will really start to dictate what your workout program is going to look like. So setting a good frequency for you is going to be uber important. So be really honest with yourself. Think of how many, think of how many days you can actually commit to the gym and stick with that. Uh, like I said, if you can do more fantastic, right? If you get out of work, uh, if you have a vacation day uh, and you don't have anything to do and you want to go to the gym and hit another workout, that's perfectly fine, but that's extracurricular. Don't try to tack it on, right? If you're a person who's like, man, I really, you know, I've got two days off in the week and I have, I can come one day on the weekend, right? I can really commit to three days, but maybe there's a Friday where I can get out and I can maybe go a fourth day. 
I wouldn't even worry about it, right? Commit to three days, make a plan for three days. If you can do that fourth day every once in a while, then that's perfectly fine. Um, but trying to make a program for four days and not making it there for four days throws everything out of whack. So frequency is super important. Frequency is something that you set. Do not let a personal trainer try to set your frequency, right? They can make suggestions. They can say, hey man, if you can, you know, if you if you're really a person who's going to try to commit to one day at the gym, um, but your personal trainer is really trying to push you to two days, that's one thing, right? But if your personal trainer is trying to push you from three days to six days, that's a big jump, and that personal trainer is probably just trying to get more money out of you to see you more times in a week, right? So you set the frequency. Don't let your trainer set the frequency uh, unless they're being really honest with you and trying to work with you. If it feels like they're trying to get more money out of you. Uh, you know, be aware, you probably shouldn't be working with that trainer, uh, but be aware of them. Um, and, and just make sure you set the precedent when it comes to frequency, right? So that's frequency. Criteria number two is the amount of sets that you do. Now, this is where a lot of variability comes in because you, you know, anybody can do anywhere from one to eight sets of any, you know, particular exercise, right? And it really depends on your discipline. And by discipline, I mean the kind of uh, fitness that you're into, right? If you're a true blue beginner, you've never been in the gym, you can probably get away with doing one set of everything uh, and making some really good gains in terms of muscularity, in terms of strength, right? But eventually down the line, you're going to have to up the volume a little bit. You're going to have to do more than one set of things in order to see the same kinds of results. And your results will slow down still uh, even from there, right? But you've got to do more than one set most likely. So, uh, And you know, people that train like strongman, I know, or maybe powerlifting, they'll be in the higher uh, uh, amount of sets, right? They'll do five, six, seven, eight sets of different workouts, right? Uh, so the one thing to think about with sets, then criteria number three is reps. So these things will kind of work interchangeably is if you are doing a workout that has a lot of reps, you're probably going to do less sets. If you're doing a workout with lower reps, you're probably going to do more sets, right? So think about if you're going to do a bicep curl, you're probably not going to do really, really heavy bicep curls. You're going to do lighter bicep curls for a higher amount of reps. So you could do a lower amount uh, of sets, right? You can do three sets of 15 or something like that. But if you're going to do something that's a big compound movement, let's say you're doing a big squat and you want to do a heavy squat and you're going to do sets of six or, you know, sets of reps of six, um, you're probably going to do more sets, right? Lower reps, higher amounts of sets, higher reps, the lower amount of sets that kind of work interchangeably. Uh, and the one big thing to remember about sets is that when we talk about sets, we're really talking about working sets. So uh, in terms of like working up to a big weight, right? If you're going to do a big compound movement that you're relatively strong at, uh, that's going to take a heavy amount of weight, the last thing that you want to do is jump right into it, right? Uh, let's say you do a bench press for 135 pounds, you're not going to walk into the gym and within two minutes of being there have 135 pounds on the bar because you're really trying to walk into an injury there. You're going to work up to it, right? You might do a few warm-up sets. That does not count towards your overall workout, right? So if your workout is three sets of 10 at 135 pounds, those three sets of 10 at that weight are the ones that matter. You might do two to three warm-up sets, but those don't count. So in totality, you're really doing six sets of whatever, of bench press, but the last three are the ones that count. The last three are the ones that you should uh, kind of jot down for your workout journal. The last three are the ones that really are important, right? So the working sets are really important. So think about when you are working out, um, there's going to be some warm-up sets that go into it, but the working sets are the ones that you really want to count on. So if somebody tells you to do three sets of something, 
do not count warm-up sets towards those three sets, right? So that's criteria number two. Uh, sets kind of work them interchangeably with reps. Criteria number three is reps. Um, now, classically, people say lower sets are for strength or, or lower amounts of reps are for strength and higher amounts of reps are for toning, are for uh, muscular toning, um, you know, being leaner, being uh, uh, muscular stamina, right? Muscular, uh, you get the gist of what I'm saying, right? That's what classically speaking is, right? You know, it'll build more lean muscle versus thicker, stronger strength muscle, right? Um, and classically, this has kind of been debunked, right? You can build muscle through a wide range of rep ranges, right? So even the lower amounts of reps, right? One to two to three reps can still build muscle just as well as, you know, reps of 15, 20, whatever, you know, 12 to 15, right? So classically, it was like, you know, anywhere from uh, uh, six to eight reps is strength, 12 to 15 is muscle building. That's not the case, right? You can build muscle through all those rep ranges. So it really depends on the workout that you're doing, right? So if you're doing a workout that you want to get stronger in, you're probably going to do a lesser amount of reps because you're going to work up to a really relatively high weight for you, a relatively heavy weight for you, right? So you want to do less reps because you're not going to be able to do high amounts of reps of really heavy weights. So uh, reps are going to be dictated by the type of workout that you do, the type of exercise that you're doing. If it's a something you want to get stronger in, you're going to do probably a lesser amount of reps. Uh, if there's something that you want to um, kind of, you know, something like a bicep curl, you're not going to do heavy bicep curls. That's going to be a higher rep uh, workout, right? But you can still build muscle through a wide variety of rep ranges. So I kind of suggest that people do rep ranges of all kinds, right? You can do uh, sets of six, you can do sets of eight, you can do sets of 12, you can do sets of 15, right? And you can set up your workout like that, that you do all the rep ranges because you can build a little bit of strength, you can build a little bit of muscle all throughout the entire thing. But the one thing to think about is when you are setting your reps is that for every given workout, you should be close to failure, right? And we talk about RPE, we talk about RIR, uh, you can kind of throw those things out the window because this is a beginner podcast, it's a beginner video. Um, but making sure that your workouts are getting close to failure is really what's important. So when you're setting your reps, make sure that you're getting close to failure, right? And what that really means is let's say you're doing a bench press and you say, I'm going to do eight reps, right? And you set eight reps, but you have a weight that's really easy for eight reps. You can continue to do eight reps, but if it's not close to failure, if it's too light of a weight that you could do a bunch more reps after those eight reps, uh, those eight reps are not super effective, right? As opposed to saying, all right, this is a really light weight. Let me go up in reps to 12 or to 15, whatever the case may be, right? Getting close to that upper echelon of failure is really what's going to drive muscle growth. So always keep that in mind. You can say, I'm going to you know, shoot for three sets of eight. Um, and once you get to that eighth rep, you're like, man, this is really easy, whatever, you're, whatever exercise you're doing. Uh, then maybe the next time you come around, you either adjust the reps or you adjust the weight that goes with it in order to make it more difficult and closer to failure, right? You don't have to go to failure where you're actually not able to complete the workout, but getting close to that is really what is, what's going to drive uh, muscle building, right? So always keep that in mind, um, but work through that wide rep range, right? That's really important. It's really good for you, right? Uh, get a little bit of strength, get a little bit of muscle, uh, and the same thing. Same thing, sets works uh, uh, inversely with reps. Reps worth work inversely with sets a lot of times, right? Uh, and once you get up to the very high rep ranges, once you go to 15 plus, uh, and we talk about failure, getting close to failure, the one thing to think about is to not confuse muscular fatigue with muscular, uh, uh, like the muscular burn that you feel with muscular failure, right? Um, you know, you can do 25 
reps of bicep curls and you can start to feel the burn, you can start to feel the fatigue, but that does not mean you're necessarily close to muscular failure, right? You could probably still do a bunch more reps, but just that burn is stopping you from keeping going. That's a lot different. Uh, you're not technically close to mechanical failure. You're just feeling the burn, right? So being able to distinguish between the two is also really, really important. So uh, hopefully that made sense. That was a very kind of convoluted answer, but reps, do all the different rep ranges. Just make sure you're close to failure and you're probably pretty good, right? So that was criteria number three. And lastly, criteria number four is progressive overload. And I talk about progressive overload all the time. Uh, and it's kind of something that sounds more difficult than it is. Progressive overload is just making sure that you're always progressing in your workout program, right? So if you're a person that goes to the gym and you set a workout plan and you do the first three criteria and you feel really good about it, uh, and you keep doing that same criteria, uh, and you feel really good, you make progress, but eventually you start to plateau in that progress. Uh, let's say, you know, you're there for, you, you're there in the second month and you're still doing the same thing and you realize you're not making any more progress is because you've plateaued, right? You've got to continue to progressively overload if you want to make more progress, right? So if you've been doing the same three sets of 10 with 10 pound bicep curls, eventually your biceps are not going to grow, right? So you've got to add weight to it or change the reps or change the sets in order for your biceps to continue to grow, right? So instead of doing three sets of 10 at 10 pounds, you can try to do three sets of 10 at 15 pounds, or you can try to do three sets of 12 at 10 pounds, or you can try to do four sets of 10 at 10 pounds, right? There's a couple different ways that you can change that. Depending on how you want to attack it will be uh, really, really up to you, right? Or you can work with a personal trainer and kind of go from there, right? If you want to up the weight, you can up the weight. If you want to up the reps, you can up the reps. If you want to up the sets, you can up the sets, right? Uh, try to avoid doing all three at once. Uh, try to do one at a time, progressively overload in that way. But if you feel like you're starting to plateau, you stop making progress, progressive overload is the key. So manipulating the amount of weight that you do, manipulating the amount of reps that you do, manipulating the amount of sets that you do, and once you get further and further into those, uh, eventually decreasing rest time between sets as well is a different way to progressively overload. Uh, but that's also really important. If you want to continue to make progress, you're going to continue to make progress long and deep into your workout journey. Um, progressive overload is the one thing to always try to remember, right? Because uh, right at the beginning, you're going to make lots of progress. You're going to feel great. You're going to feel on cloud nine. But eventually, uh, that progress is going to come to a screeching halt. And you've got to change up your plan a little bit if you want to continue to make progress. So progressive overload, super important. So the four, four criteria, frequency, sets, reps, and progressive overload. Once you got all four of those down pat, you're going to have a perfect workout plan. Uh, and if you have any troubles with that, you can always hit me up. You can always find a personal trainer uh, to help you out, uh, whatever the case may be. But anyways, that wraps up today's show. No Q&A today. Didn't get any questions. If you have any questions for me, shoot them to me on MTE Fit, uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, made to excel fitness at gmail.com. Send me your uh, Q&A questions. Send me any questions that you have. Uh, this uh, podcast will be in written form in the article on Wednesday on mtefit.com. And I said that last week and I didn't write the article because it got lazy, but this one will be on mtefit.com. Check out the article on Wednesday. If you like today's show, uh, hit the subscribe button, leave a review, leave a comment, share it with your friends. I appreciate you all. Peace out. What's up, Mark? How you doing, man? Hunter Henry, LA Charger tight end. Uh, best big time shout out to your uh, fitness podcast, the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast. So um, super cool, man. Got a lot going on. Bolt ganger, don't bang.